What is up, everybody? I'm Milan Jordan. This is the MMA Daily Blitz, part of the DSP Media Podcast Network. Make be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, check out our YouTube page. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Milan Jordan. The MMA Daily Blitz is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. And bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. The next pay-per-view on the docket is UFC 277 this Saturday in Dallas. But before we dive into that card, let's take a look back at what happened last weekend in MMA, starting off with Bellator 283. Yeah, Bellator returned to the ring. Uh, That took place Friday in Tacoma, Washington. The main event was a welterweight matchup between former champion Douglas Lima and -and up-and-comer Jason Jackson. This fight was all Jackson. Not the prettiest of fights, to be honest with you, but Jackson took away Lima's stand-up advantage with an unrelenting wrestling attack that earned him a decisive, unanimous decision victory, uh, 50-45 to by all three judges. And for Jason Jackson, it's win number six in a row, and he's looking for a title shot in his next fight. Meanwhile, for former champion Douglas Lima, he has now dropped his last four fights. Looking at the rest of the main card, former Ryzen champion Tofik Musayev made very quick work of Sydney Outlaw in his Bellator debut. Musayev landed a couple of hooks and a hard right to end this one just 27 seconds into this fight. With this KO, Musayev quickly vaults himself into lightweight title contention. Basically, it took me longer to describe this fight than the fight itself. 27 seconds, quick work uh, made turned in by Tofik Musayev. Meanwhile, Usman Nurmagomedov, Khabib's cousin remained unbeaten with a first-round guillotine choke submission of Chris Gonzalez. Usman improves to 15-0, and he called for a title fight against current Bellator lightweight champion Patricky Pitbull. Imagine that, put the Pitbull and Ramagamadov a fight between those two. Of course, not Khabib, it's Usman, his cousin, but that would be an exciting fight, that's for sure. All right, another quick fight in the welterweight division. Lorenz Larkin and Muhammad Burkhamov were grappling, at, grappling on the canvas. Uh, when Larkin threw an elbow, they ended up landing in the back of Burkhamov's head. The legal elbow ends the fight at 2.52 of round one and was declared a no contest. The opening bout of the main card, another quick fight. Marcelo Golm submitted Davion Franklin by rear naked choke. Just 24 seconds left in the fight. All right, on Saturday, the UFC, well, they returned across the pond to London, a card packed with UK fighters for UFC Fight Night London, Fight Night 208, if you will. Uh, First fight in the main card, saw Volkan Uzmadir beat Paul Craig by unanimous decision, all three judges scoring the contest 30-27. to Well, that that night started as a bummer uh, for the UK fans. Those fronts quickly disappeared in the next fight. As Molly McCann, Meatball Molly, affectionately known to fight fans all around the world, she made quick work of Hannah Goldie with her trademark spinning back elbows. This is the second time in four months that Meatball Molly has won via spinning uh, back elbows. This is the second time, again, in four months she's done this, and it's done. it happened at the O2 Arena in London. Descending the crowd to a frenzy, 
Uh, Saturday's win coming at just 3:52 of the second round, and it's the third away, the third straight win uh, for the Liverpool native and sixth in the UFC's flyweight division. So uh, the Scouse fighter there uh, from nearby Liverpool really uh, getting the crowd going. Up next, it was former lightweight, light heavyweight title contender, excuse me, Alexander the Mauler Gustafson, as he returned to the octagon for the first time in two years. He's looking to snap a three-fight losing streak, but it was the Mauler who ended up taking a beating this fight. Uh, Nikita Krylov dropped Gustafson early and finished up with some ground and pound. Then this fight was called just 67 seconds into the bout. The KO win by Krylov was the 27th finish in his 28 career pro wins. Pretty efficient. As for the 35-year-old Gustafson, uh, he has not left the octagon victorious since May of 2017, losing his last four. Uh, we'll see if this is it for one of the best UFC fighters to never win a belt. It seems like it wasn't that long ago where Gustafson uh, was in title fights. Again, he was in three title fights, two against John Jones, the first one, which a lot of people thought he won. Uh, and also another light heavyweight uh, title fight against Daniel Cormier. In all three of those title fights, Gustafson came up short. But again, one of the top light heavyweights of his era, that's for sure. All right, next fight. Another Liverpool native, Patty the Batty Pimlet, took on Jordan Levitt. Levitt went for takedowns early, but ended up having both fighters still made it along the fence. But the Pimlet ended up ending round one with a mount, and that brief momentum uh, carried him into the second round. Uh, Pimlet threw a couple of bombs before securing a takedown, where he elbowed Levitt in the side of the head before securing a rear naked choke that would end the fight. It's the fifth consecutive finish for Patty the Batty. In the post-fight Octagon interview, uh, Pimlet dedicated the win to a four-year-old boy with cancer he had befriended who died earlier this year, and, and also to his late friend who took his own life in the week prior to the fight. Uh, Pimlet used his post-fight pulpit to uh, address mental health issues and implored men uh, to not be afraid to speak up. So Pimlet, a very popular fighter in the U.K., just his look, his talk, the way he fights, this is his demeanor, and this comes across as just very genuine and all-around great guy. Uh, he, uh, again, using that popularity to get the message out uh, to uh, for mental health awareness. So good job by Patty the Batty. All right, now on to the co-main event. It was Jack Hermanson against Chris Curtis, and it was uh, Hermanson winning by unanimous decision. And then the main event, it was a highly anticipated heavyweight clash between Curtis Razor Blades and Tom Aspinall. But it was over before it could get going, before each either guy could really work up a sweat. The Bruce Buffer's introductions lasted longer than this fight, to be honest with you. And then just 15 seconds in the first round when Aspinall injured his right knee after bringing his leg back from an outside kick, uh, Blades was declared the winner via injury TKO, and he does improve to 17-3. Seven, uh, but for the second straight week, a UFC main event ends with an injury stoppage in the first round. You might recall last week, Brian Ortega suffered a shoulder injury against Yair Rodriguez on Long Island. So up next for the UFC, as I mentioned earlier, UFC 277 in Dallas, Texas this Saturday night. The main event is a rematch from UFC 269, in which Juliana Pena upset Amanda Nunes with a second-round rear naked choke submission to win the UFC Women's Bantamweight Championship. Again, this is an immediate rematch, eight months in the making. That's going to headline this pay-per-view. Uh, the Venezuelan vixen, Juliana Pena, uh, 12 and 4, 32 years old, two years younger than Amanda Nunes. Uh, but it, Pena, in the first fight, 
it wasn't really a fluke at all. I mean, she really dominated that fight, really controlled the pace throughout, and then coming away uh, with an RNC win. So you know, she's very, she's always been confident. Now everyone knows and realizes how good she is. Amanda Nunes, she was looked at as the baddest woman on the planet, arguably the greatest female fighter ever in MMA. Uh, she's still a two division, well, she was a two division champ. Uh, she still has the belt at 145, but Pena now owns it at 135. Amanda Nunes looking to uh, get back on a winning track. She had won 12 straight fights before her loss to Pena uh, last December. Uh, and for Pena, I mean, she's you know, a kickboxer, BJJ, wrestling, her specialty there. And while Nunes, uh, she's a very well-rounded fighter, which is why she's 21-5 and five overall. Uh, excellent striker. Of course, BJJ practitioner as well. Uh, and she feels that she's better prepared this time around against Pena. She, she recently disclosed that she had COVID and a knee injury leading up to the first matchup. Uh, and, and with Amanda Nunes, either way, she will go, whatever happens in this fight, she will go down as one of the greatest MMA fighters, male or female, in history. She is the only UFC fighter, male or female, to defend two belts at the same time. Uh, Daniel Cormier, of course, he had the light heavyweight and uh, heavyweight titles, but he did, he did not defend both at the same time. Well, and uh, Conor McGregor, of course, he won the 145 and 155-pound uh, belts. Had those at the same time, but defended those titles about as much as you and I did combined. Uh, but, again, Amanda Nunes looking to get back on track. Uh, these two ladies, <clears throat> excuse me, leading up to this fight, uh, they were coaches, opposing coaches on the Ultimate Fighter Season 30 that is uh, nearing completion. And for Amanda Nunes, again, she was looked at as just the, the baddest woman on the planet, the greatest M uh, women's MMA fighter uh, on the planet, or one of certainly of all time. And it's kind of similar to what Ronda Rousey went through. I mean, she was dominant, and then once she lost, uh, she quickly uh, uh, went downhill, just lost a bunch of fights in a row, and then that was it for an MMA career, and then she went on to pro wrestling. Uh, will the same be true for Amanda Nunes? We shall see. Is Juliana Pena uh, to Amanda Nunes uh, like Chris Wyman was to Anderson Silva, member of Spider? He dominated the middleweight division. He met Chris Wyman. Wyman upset him for the belt. They had a rematch. Wyman won again. So we'll see. It's definitely be a very interesting fight. Nunez is still the favorite in this fight, although not as much of a heavy favorite as she was in the first matchup. But, I mean, Pena's no slouch. So this should be a very fun fight for the main event uh, for the Women's Bantamweight Championship. All right, the co-main event is another title fight, an interim flyweight title fight. Uh, it's because it's an interim title fight because uh, Davidson Figueroa, he sidelined until late of this year because of injuries to both hands. So in this uh, co-main event for the interim flyweight title, it's Kai Kawa France against Brandon Moreno. Uh, these two uh, men are not strangers. Uh, they met back in December 2019, uh, a unanimous decision victory by uh, Moreno at UFC 245. Uh, this time around, both fighters uh, coming up with uh, you know, a lot of victories uh, since then. Uh, Kawa France has won three straight, four of his last five, while Moreno, even though he lost last time, last time out he lost to Davison Figueroa. Uh, at UFC 270. Before that, he had won seven straight, uh, five wins, two draws, uh, seven fight unbeaten streak, I should say, five wins and two draws. Uh, this is a clash of styles here where Kyle France is a striker. Uh, Moreno is a beat. If it goes to the ground, it should favor Moreno. We'll see what happens come Saturday night in the co-main event. 
All right, next, it's a matchup of big heavyweights, Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, going against Sergei Pavlovich. Uh, both men uh, uh, are used to winning. Uh, Derek Lewis has won five of his last seven. In fact, his last five fights have all ended via KO or TKO, going three and two in that, in that span. Uh, his last fight, though, for Derek Lewis was a KO loss to Kai Tuavasa at UFC 271. Uh, while for Pavlovich, he's won three in a row, four of his last five. Each of his last five fights have ended in the first round. Four KO wins, one KO loss. Uh, his last fight, it was a KO win over Shamil Avrokamikov in March of this year. Both guys are big, heavy strikers, so expect a slugfest. Derek Lewis, an orthodox fighter. Uh, Sergey Pavlovich, a southpaw fighter. And he, uh, he will have about a five-inch reach advantage. So we'll see if uh, Pavlovich is able to use that to his advantage or if Derek Lewis is able to uh, shorten the distance and really come up and uh, lay some bombs. And Derek Lewis, uh, he is, he's a fan favorite. Uh, just the way, he just you know, no BS on the mic in the interviews, and just the way he fights, he just will slug it out. Uh, he's not afraid to get in there. He has a heavy chin, so uh, again, huge. A lot of his fights had gone the distance, but then, like I said, uh, most recently his last five have ended via KO or TKO. Uh, before that, he would always go the full 15 minutes or 25 minutes and just not afraid to slug it out. So this in the heavyweights, they always deliver. They always deliver. So uh, Derek Lewis and Sergey Pavlovich should be one hell of a fight come Saturday night in Big D. All right, also on the main card, and back to the flyweight division, a couple of 125-pounders getting at it. Uh, Alexander Pantoya against Alex Perez and Pantoya. Uh, he is 24 and five overall, eight and three in the USC in the UFC. Uh, he's won two in a row, three of his last four. Uh, he has gone the distance in three of his last five fights. In those three fights, he's gone one and two. Uh, but last time out for Pantoya, uh, it was a submission win over Brandon Royval last August. Uh, both of these guys are BJJ practitioners, excellent grapplers. Uh, the 32-year-old Pantoya, 24 and five overall. He does. He's Morton. They're both well-rounded, too, even though they're they're grappling specialists. Uh, they are somewhat well-rounded, I would say. If you look at their stats, I mean, Pantoja, uh, eight wins via knockout, nine submission wins out of his 24. Meanwhile, for Alex Perez, a 30-year-old American, 24-6 and six overall. Uh, out of his 24 wins, five are by knockout, seven by submission. Uh, he had won three in a row before losing the title fight to Davidson Figueroa 21 months ago. Uh, he's been inactive uh, over since then, and this is going back what November of 2020. He's had multiple injuries and some weight issues as well. So, well, the old you know rust argument is he going to be rusty? Is he going to be ready? We shall see. But uh, one thing for Perez though, you know, he does have excellent takedown uh, defense. So we'll see what happens come Saturday night for the uh, between these two uh, flyweights. And then the opening fight on the main card is a light heavyweight matchup. Uh, Magomed Ankalaev against Anthony Lionheart Smith. Uh, Ankalaev, the 30-year-old Russian, 17-1 and in his MMA. Uh, he had zero submission wins. Uh, his only loss was a submission loss to Paul Craig in his UFC debut. Since then, uh, Ankalaev has won eight straight fights. Uh, his last three wins have been by unanimous decision, so he has shown some cardio in the last few fights, but he's not afraid to slug it out as well. Uh, again, like his last three wins by unanimous decision include Thiago Santos in the main event of UFC Fight Night back in March. Both of these strikers should deliver come Saturday. Anthony Smith, 
course, no stranger to the limelight. You see him do an excellent job of commentary uh, on, on other fights, but uh, Anthony Smith as well. Uh, just the second time in his last 10 fights, he is not in the main event. So being on a pay-per-view doesn't phase him a bit. Being in bright lights, he's done that uh, again, time and time again. Uh, the 33-year-old 33, 33 is 36-16 overall, 19 wins via KO, 14 by submission. So if he, if he wins, more likely he will end it. Uh, he's won three in a row, all of those first-round stoppages. And that was after he lost three of his previous four. So he's gotten back on a winning track and wants to continue that upward trend for Anthony Smith. Uh, his last fight was a first-round submission win via rear naked choke over Ryan Spann in September. And you know, he doesn't just rely on the IRNC. He's won uh, via knockout again. He's also won uh, via trial choke as well in his career. Uh, and the bright side for Anthony Smith, again, he has 33 finishes out of his 36 wins. However, in his 16 losses, he's been finished 13 times. So we'll see what happens come Saturday. Again, both guys usually end fights quickly. And we'll see if that's how it will happen come Saturday night at in Dallas for UFC 277. Should be a great night of fights. That'll do it for me on the MMA Daily Blitz. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Milan Gordon. This is the MMA Daily Blitz presented by BetUS.com, part of the DSP Media Podcast Network. Thank you again for checking out this podcast. I will talk to you later. Enjoy the fights this weekend, everybody.